Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, a parade first team All-American, rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, stand and put your hands together for the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How you doing, Bradley? You're going to have to start saying 5'9". That's false advertising. Oh, man. Bradley Bradley loves to tell the story about going to Agent 2021 and people walking up to him going, Hey, dude, you're not 6'3". Literally. <laughs> yeah, so that was a problem. Uh, guys, our mission on this podcast every week, we, we want to bring value to you agents. My goal in 2019, I have a big, bold goal that for every single guest that we have on this podcast, I want to deep dive into this for just a little bit with every podcast guest that we have and give you guys some actionable steps of things you can do today that you can stop listening to the podcast, get off the podcast, and go do some things that will change your... Exactly. Rewards come from action, guys, not discussion. Today, we have on two very, very special people. They have gained notoriety in the insurance industry. Guys, if you don't think you need to listen to what they have to say, they write, oh, I don't know, maybe 3,500 to 4,000 homeowner policies a year. Don't know many folks that do that. They do. So I don't know, unless you're writing five to 6,000 homeowner policies a year, you probably want to listen to what they have to say. They are the founders and owners of GNN Insurance. They now have a coaching program that we're going to talk about today where they will actually come out and visit your agency. It's called Bobble On. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. They are in Massachusetts. And today we are going to talk about maintaining referral partners Ladies and gentlemen, these guys need no introduction because everybody knows them. I am proud and honored to have on the podcast the other incomparable Zach and Matt from GNN Insurance. How are you doing, guys? <laughs> great, great. How are you guys doing? Man, we are doing fan-super-tabulous this morning. We are in Mobile, Alabama. It's cool down here, but I promise you it's not as cold as it is up there. <laughs> I love the line, uh, need no introduction. Absolutely. Uh, but but then but then you've just given a massively awesome impressive. <laughs> well, you re- hey, you really don't. I can't tell you how proud I am of both of you. You're you're like, uh, of course, I'm 172 years old. But for you guys, I am so proud of both of you and what you've accomplished. We talked last time. I put you in my DeLorean, and we went back in my time machine for a little while. And guys, I don't know what episode it was, but we've already done an episode where we talked about their history. But I am just super proud and humbled that you'd both be on here today and proud of both of you. Absolutely. Oh, thank you, Scott. So tell me, since the last time we talked on the podcast, tell me what's been going on in your lives in terms of insurance. What's been happening? Well, uh, a lot of deductible conversations. Well, but hey, and by the way, besides selling the shit out of some homeowners, what's been happening? (laughs) 
Well, we've had a we've had an awesome journey for the nine years since we started the company, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Zach and I have just really become even closer, you know, business partners and, mm-hmm. and, and pretty tight. The last few years, especially as we've kind of elevated out of GNN from the day to day and and the actual inside the business kind of stuff. But uh, we've really enjoyed you know this next stage, which mm-hmm. has really been just giving back and right. last like you know twelve to twenty four months, just investing in the education, training, uh, advice to other insurance agencies, mm-hmm. and you know. Like you guys, we, we, we're suckers for vision. We're suckers for theory. We're suckers for ideas. But we don't ever talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we really are focused on tangible action steps. And I loved what you just said, Scott, about, like, we're here to give you actionable steps. Absolutely. And that's all we talk about. You'll never hear us talk about, hey, best practice that we heard of you know, on right. the West Coast is yada, yada. Like, this is what works for us because we failed so many times at what didn't work. Mm-hmm. And it's working tremendously well we just give it away i think that's why we've our message has been kind of well received in the last you know year or two um when it comes to the agency channel so today guys we're going to talk to the two hundred and fifty thousand insurance agents listening to this about we have developed a referral partnership developed these referral partners and that relationship it's it's kind of like dating a new girlfriend right you know everybody's happy it's hearts and love and you're doing things for them and they're doing things for you and y'all are getting to know each other but now how do we maintain those referral partners what do we do to keep that love alive and continue that relationship that marriage between the two and I want to talk a little bit today about how you guys throughout the year and then as you know one year turns into two three four and five how do you maintain those referral partners? What are some of the actionable steps that you guys take to do that? I know one of them is to stay in front of them. Yeah, just to, just to get started. I mean, first off, just in case my wife listens to this, I have no idea what you're talking about, about maintaining a dating relationship. I don't understand that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but, to be, but to be transparent, I, we talk to a lot of agency owners, and we have in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and we know a lot more about the pains and how to overcome them. Sure. And one of the things that we hear across the industry is referral partners are saying, Bradley, Scott, I'm bringing up your name all the time. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. Where Matt and I obsess over is the data. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't you and worry. The, the, yeah, don't you worry. I'm, I'm bringing you up all the time. I just had a bad streak lately. Uh, whereas the insurance industry lately is very obsessed with data. Mm-hmm. And we're obsessed with data on our clients. Well, we should be just as obsessed about data from our referral partners mm-hmm. and really understanding if they brought you up, that's great but you've already failed because you didn't give them a template Mm -hmm. and how to refer you. Mm -hmm. So if you start and really give them a template and how to refer you, there's no such thing as I brought you up. You literally have the data of how many times you were email introduced. Right. And then you can now start nurturing that relationship and start saying, maybe this isn't the right referral partner for Mm -hmm. you because you're striking out too much. Mm -hmm. The data, Matt, I don't know if you have any other points on the data, but I feel like that's one of the keys to success as well. Gotcha. Well, you know, Scott, we're calling in from two separate phones, and I had written one thing down to talk about, and it was data. So I'm pretty much going to just be silent the rest of the time. Damn it, no. Zach. Well, and, and, hey, guys, let, let me say this. I, all I am is an insurance agent that represents every insurance agent that listens to this podcast, and I am not very smart. So I have to ask you. When you say the word data and obsessing over data, I don't even know what you're talking about when you say the word data. Do you mean obsessing over the number of clients that referral partner has sent you? Or what, what do you mean by that? Everything. Everything. I'll circle back 
the one thing I was going to add is the is the system and the process that really allows you to manage the data. Mm-hmm. But really, it's it's everything. You need to know who you're working with, who you've met recently, like the new referral partners that you mm-hmm. had meetings with, when you met with them, you know, maybe a little bit of what, what was discussed and what was the agreements mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the meeting. You need to know when they referred their first client, if mm-hmm. they haven't referred, and how long that's been. Mm-hmm. You need to know in the last month, how many referrals did you get from Jim, Mary, Richard, mm-hmm. yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. And then you need to be able to track trends mm-hmm. because if Jim refers you five times a month for the next six months, And then all of a sudden, once for two, well, something changed. Mm -hmm. Something changed. Either Mm -hmm. someone had a bad experience or he doesn't feel the love Mm -hmm. and you need to re-engage. And so when we Mm -hmm. say data, it's like everything. And we're also not – we use technology at time. We use automation at time. But we're not going to stand here and say that we're the best software guys in the world. We're not. So we're not saying you have to go have the best CRM in the world to track all this stuff. Go get an Excel spreadsheet and just glorify. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like just – Track it however you can track it, but make sure that you are from day one when you meet with someone, you can record what happened, who it was, who introduced them, Mm -hmm. who they've introduced. I mean, when we originally first started our networking journey, we just spider webbed it, right? Mm -hmm. You you know, you meet with with Jim and you ask Jim, hey, who's your two, three, you know, top referral partners? But we tracked it all as as a huge tree. So we would never Mm -hmm. introduce like someone's, you know, go-to realtor to another loan officer. Hey, Scott, Scott, let me give you, let me give you an example of data that that would make sense tangibly the other way around. So too often, I think we obsess over the referral partners. You start looking at yourself too. So we talked about how we write about 4,000 homes a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're trying to network with GNN and you're a financial advisor, Mm -hmm. that's probably something you might ask, Mm -hmm. like how many homeowners are you bringing? Because I don't want auto people. I'm going to segregate it out. I don't want to get my niche. So, oh, Matt and Zach, wow, you talked to 4,000 new homeowners a year. Mm -hmm. And actually talked to more because you probably don't close as many. So if the financial advisor and meets with Matt and I next year and they get two leads, are you happy? Mm-hmm. Like, no, no way. I know you do 4,000 deals a year. You got me two, you monkey. Mm-hmm. Like, you could do better than that. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to refer me? How are you doing that? Right. So the data can be multiple different things. You should have an understanding of how many people the referral partners touch mm-hmm. in a year that would fit in your target demographic, your target market. You're yeah. exactly right. I mean, it's a two-way street, right? I mean, the the definition of self-righteous indignation, I love that term, by the way, I try to use it quite frequently, is you being pissed off that one of your referral partners isn't sending you business and you haven't sent them a damn thing. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, do you keep right? a dictionary on your desk. I do, well, I do. I mean, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the only insurance agent in America that can recite all of the Canterbury Tales. By the way, wow, yeah, that's that's awkwardly impressive. Hey, exactly, <laughs> that's that's how I that's how I roll. As, as he puts a dip in, as I put a wintergreen skull pass so, in my mouth. Let me ask a question. So, you guys receive a referral. Um, let's say it's through email. They've used your template, and, and I'm assuming that goes to a producer. What is that conversation like back to that client? Does it differ depending on the yeah. client? Is there a you know a set pitch deck that you guys have your producers to send back to the client? What's that value add pitch to yeah. try to attract that client to, okay, I might listen to this person. When you say client, yeah. are we talking about mortgage the, guy? The, or no, the, the person the, buying the house. Okay, okay. 
Yeah. So everything is controlled. And I think, you know, one thing I wanted to just touch on, I think it's important for your listeners to understand is that the thought of process, documentation and systematization of your entire business, your head naturally, insurance agents heads naturally go to sales process, Mm. service process, renewal process, maybe claims process, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people don't understand that it's equally, if not more important to have the exact same structured system and process for your referral partner process, your referral mm. partner management. And it really does start with going to get meetings, how you master the mm. post, everything. And we're talking a little bit about nurturing today, but to answer your question specifically, it doesn't go straight to a producer. It goes straight to our lead coordinator. Mm. And our lead coordinator is the front man. It is able to control the consistency of response to everyone to gotcha. make sure that no matter who emails us in, they are responded to within five minutes the exact same way with appreciation, gratitude, and uses a template, changes the names to protect the innocent. But it's really just to systematize it. And so it's the exact same response every time. And then that allows us to nurture from day one, not just the client, but but the referral partner. And then he assigns that person to the next sales rep who's in who's in the queue. Mm. Think about it. This person's being referred by a trusted advisor. And they're now trusting us. So Mm -hmm. we're going to assume that they trust us. And Mm -hmm. what do you do when someone trusts you? You assume the close and you move through the next stage. You know, I'm setting up a call with Sarah and she's going to reach out to you and make sure that we get this home closed for you. Are you getting a lot of your data back from the lead coordinator? Who's kind of, that's kind of the bottleneck in terms of all of your Referral partners, you know, when they call in, they're coming to the lead coordinator. The lead coordinator is able to tell who that lead came from before she sends it out to an agent, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, everything is recorded. Everything right. is recorded. And we have a lot of different nature of leads coming in. We have a lot of different styles, different people, different industries that are sending it. But essentially, he's responding the exact same way and then recording it on his end so that on a weekly basis, our leadership team, our sales manager, everyone can sit down and say, okay, let's analyze this data. Who sent what? You know, at what volume are we going up? Are we going down? Right. Is there reasons for it? Is it seasonality or is it, you know, is the market hot? We're not, you know, what's going on? Our top partners, are they referring? Are they not? Should we reach out in a different way? I mean, we can stay really, really real time because of that lead coordinator's process. We're not relying on each individual producer to record everything. Right. And, but and, for a well, lot of people, you don't have that lead coordinator. It's not right. like you're dealing with 150, 120 leads a week, you know? Right. And if that's the case, like, it's just build it before you need the lead coordinator. You know, you build the system before you need it. And then when you when you actually need it, at least you can just plug and play. So so I talk a lot to people about the word capacity. Capacity, meaning there are only 24 hours in a day. And you two have a lot of balls in the air. You're juggling a lot of chainsaws. In terms of, I'd like to know what you two do specifically when you talk about all of your referral partners and you two being the face of the organization – I will assume until further notice that you two are probably the lead sled dogs and going out and meeting with referral partners. But are you guys sitting down week to week and got pulling a a Google calendar or something out and saying, okay, this month we need to see, you know, John Stevens, who's the mortgage broker at blah, 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 and kind of making sure that you're, again, relationship, keep in front of mind in front of those people? Well, first of all, don't talk about Zach's balls that way. 
Zach, do you want to run with that? Where, where we focus on is the 80-20. The 80-20 is very important to us. And very briefly, 20% is 80% of the volume. Mm-hmm. So we are not meeting with a new referral partner who said they were going to be sending us business and it really hasn't gained so much traction. Mm-hmm. Not so concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily matter tremendously about that. In the beginning it did. But right now, we really focus on is the people who are referring us and are in their top 20% referrers, Mm -hmm. how to continue to get them up, how to continue to meet with them, drip on them the right way that they want to be dripped on. Because some people want to go out for drinks and coffee and cocktails. Other people are literally nine to five. Do not bother me. Mm -hmm. So you need to really understand and be empathetic towards their situation. Like as As a for instance... I do not want to go out at night. Like I have a three and a half year old and two year old, sure. not really attractive to me. Mm-hmm. So if you're offering cocktails, I'm going to be like, that's great. Like Sin I'll that. find time sometime. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't work as well for me. But if you want to get a coffee at 7am, I'm right. down. Right. And I like your reference about how to do it. It's very fun when you consider I have to get deep enough with the referral partner that I have to understand what's value to them. Mm-hmm. But I also have to be considerate that I do not want to be their buddy. Right. I don't want to be like, you know, going out uh, to Sox games. I don't really mm-hmm. want to be, you know, drinking late at night with them. I really want them when they think of Matt and Zach to think of, man, I got to drive my clients there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's how we drip. Mm-hmm. We definitely have a thousand people that refer us mm-hmm. some once a year, some mm-hmm. once a quarter, mm-hmm. some once a week, you know, some four weeks, you know, so we're, we're going to really focus our efforts weekly on making sure that our top 20 people, sure. you know, are really are being touched, are being met with, are being called, FaceTime, text. I mean, we are high touch with those people because sure. we need to make sure that, listen, they're exposing themselves to potential issues more than anyone else. Meaning if they're referring four or five deals a week, mm-hmm. something eventually goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Like no one's perfect. No mm-hmm. salesman's perfect. No service or the onboarding, you know, underwriters, no one's perfect. Something's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Rates are going to change. Then someone's going to drop the ball once in a while. Mm-hmm. And if you're not on top of those relationships, they're the ones that hear it. And then that, that could deteriorate things. Right. So we're, we're high touch with those people I, I dovetail to say that the power of social media allows us to be top of mind with everyone else. Mm-hmm. So we are in your newsfeed intentionally with interesting, innovative, fun, exciting content daily. Mm-hmm. If you're a real estate agent, if you're a loan officer, if you're an attorney, if you're a financial advisor in Massachusetts, you're seeing us in our newsfeed every day. Mm-hmm. And it really allows us to be everywhere mm-hmm. without having to be anywhere. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big one right there. Just to stay on that for a sec. Like, Brad, I know, Bradley, you do this a lot, but like Matt and I have a, one of our weekly metrics to be really, really specific is we try to do over 100 points of contact via social media only with our top referral partners per week. So that could be DMs, that could be liking their posts, that could be mm-hmm. commenting on their posts, but that is not putting out our own GNN propaganda, mm-hmm. a post that everybody sees. That right. is commenting on their stuff, which Bradley, obviously you know, is 10x more valuable, what have you done for me, yep. rather than you telling the world how great Bradley Flowers or Scott Howell is. Mm-hmm. Like That doesn't matter so much. So we, Matt and I have an objective 100 times per week just for referral partners, nobody else. Wow, uh, and that 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 is massive, massive mm-hmm. value to them mm-hmm. because they're putting this listing out there, and then Matt or myself or GNN or someone is commenting on it, being like, "What a listing!" So all of our followers see the comment, 
and they understand that and they come to expect that from us. And, and that's something cool because, you know, the engage back, you know, everybody's all about me, me, me. I'm going to post, post, put my stuff out and my referral partners are going to like it. But by you liking, commenting, sharing, engaging, DMing, you're beating your competition in ways they didn't even know they could be beat in. Right. Insurance agents aren't doing that. Not only are they not doing it, they don't even understand the concept. Well, yeah. I mean, you can test it. You can test it. I mean, if 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 one of your listeners right now, like today, make a post, selfie post, and say something about like recognition or reward or something you're proud about of an accomplishment you had, right? And then next week, same time, just spend like an hour engaging and commenting on you know ten, fifteen, twenty partners' posts. See how much activity occurs. Yep. Like you might get a few likes, a nice couple comments, a couple high five emojis or whatever on your post. And then yep. next week you're going to look at it and see like, wow, I got 15 to 20 replies off of my replies. Mm-hmm. Like that is just crazy. I, I did that so with anyway. Instagram because uh, Instagram has a metric. If you swipe to the left, how many profile visits your profile has. So what mm-hmm. I did is I spent a week just, you know, the whole hashtag search, local hashtags, and I looked for Referral partners, potential referral partners, people selling houses, that kind of thing, and just super engaged with those mm-hmm. posts and really reached out, like the Gary Vaynerchuk $1.80 strategy times 20. And yeah. my typical average profile visits a week are it's about 500. It went up to like 6,000 wow. that week. It was, mm-hmm. it was insane. And that's people like, who the heck is this guy? You know, mm-hmm. right. and it's all, it, that's mm-hmm. all it is, you know. And they, they saw you, and they're like, "Oh wow! Oh, okay. I got to follow him." Right. Yeah. I think I picked up, you know, three or four hundred followers. So I got another question for you, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to a little different topic that's in the same genre here. I'm just trying to think like other insurance agents think. Right. At Christmas time, okay, you got your twenty percent. Twenty percent make up eighty percent of your business. What do you do for your best referral partners at Christmas? I just like. Well, it. I don't do anything because I celebrate Hanukkah, so I don't really do anything for gotcha. it. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, no, no, but, uh, we, you know, yeah. it's that's an important one. We, that's that's changed year over year. Right. That has changed because I would say four or five years ago, Matt and I would have a trunk full of nice wine and we'd show up, right. and that's great and good. And we do that. And there are some partners who care, some partners who don't. Mm-hmm. But that's a really tough one. There are a lot of real estate and mortgage under get-togethers, mm-hmm. so being there, being present is important. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, handwritten notes Mm. will go further Mm. than anything else you do. Mm -hmm. And if you have one takeaway from engaging, Matt and I look at it as our top 20, maybe we'll do something for them, but just sending a card Mm -hmm. uh, that is from like your family and like, here's my family isn't good enough anymore Mm because their mailbox is flooded with that, but their mailbox is wide open for a handwritten card. And I'll tell you, if that's the time you want to do it, that's the time to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I do too. So Scott sent like 8,000 handwritten cards this Christmas. (laughs) I'm not good at much, but we do typically send out a pretty cool Christmas card. Yeah, one, just one more one more touch point. On I, yeah. I think you brought up a good a good point about like what do you do at Christmas because it's a big event. Sure. And, and one way we f- sort of look at it is like that's kind of when people expect yep. things to happen, right? right? It's kind of you expect to get a card, you expect to get a gift, you expect mm-hmm. to get a bottle of wine. And I think what's really worked well for us is delivering at the unexpected. Mm-hmm. And then you know it's not that you don't send them something or say a nice thing or connect with them or write them a card on Christmas, but it's probably more beneficial to do it July 17th right? because no one else is doing it then. Mm-hmm. So like you're just going to get in a sea of everyone else's sort of gifts and strategies. Mm-hmm. So it, that's one point. The, the other thing is you're going back to process. 
it's less important for the big events throughout the year. It's mm-hmm. more important to honor your own system and process. So what I mean by that is like our process, when you talk about just nurturing in general, yes, there's a social strategy, there's social media strategy, there's comments, there's tons of engagement, there's that. Then there's also like our personal engagement strategy with our partners. So there's a weekly step. There's right. a quarterly step. Mm-hmm. There's an annual step. Mm-hmm. There is our top 20 steps. Mm-hmm. There's different processes we follow for a ton of different metrics right. that we track. And and the thing is, you can have great intention. You can have a great plan. You can be motivated as hell. But if you don't have everything built in mm-hmm. your calendar mm-hmm. that reflects your written process, you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a big tangible takeaway is like, First, you got to figure out what process actually works, what you can stick to to like be nurturing your partners, and then build it in your damn calendar so that you actually do it. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds simple, but people just don't do that. They like spend a whole weekend planning out this awesome like engagement plan, mm-hmm. and then like where do you go from there? Right. You know, maybe you start on Monday and you, you execute through Wednesday, and then it's like, ah, oh, geez, I just can't keep up with this. Right. You right, know. Right. Getting back to the Christmas card thing, my friend and great American Mike Stromso, who is incredibly creative. Instead of doing Christmas cards, and this goes back to what you just said a moment ago, everybody does a Christmas card. Everybody gets a Christmas card. Mike sends out Thanksgiving cards. Nobody else does it. And so he, sent, he, sent, yeah, he sends all his clients and referral partners a Thanksgiving card, which I, th- I think is an amazing idea. I like the whole – it's, like, it's kind of like the whole life, old life insurance trick. You send somebody a birthday card that's not their birthday. Right. And then when they call you to say it's not your birthday, you bring up life insurance conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. it's, it's actually your insurance birthday and your right. life insurance rates about to go up yeah oh my god yeah yeah if you ever do that to me we're gonna have words <laughs> so wow. so guys in tw- happy 50th birthday matt <laughs> <laughs> so guys in 2018 we did three podcasts on developing referral partners i think from those three podcasts that we did we had a lot of good ideas, and I think we got people thinking about it. But, but again, we didn't really give out any meat and potatoes, definitive action steps that agents can take to help build referral partners. And I'm talking about the beginning of that relationship where you're going to see a real estate agent or a mortgage broker or whoever that you're trying to, to build that referral partner network with. I know you don't want to give away all your tricks of the trade, but can you give us a few actionable steps that, let's take Scott, for example. I've, my son's best friend, Bradley, calls me one night. This was about three months ago. This was after I visited you guys. And he goes, hey, Scott. And I said, yeah, it's, this is like eight, it's like eight o'clock at night, yeah. right? I'm sitting on the couch. He, he goes, knows, he knows if he gets a call after, oh yeah, after oh yeah. 7 PM, he's yeah. going to get some good crap. Yeah, exactly. Bradley calls me, goes, Hey Scott, do you know a guy in Gunnersville, Alabama named Stephen James? And I said, yeah, yeah, I sure do. In fact, his son and my son are best friends. And he goes, um, do you realize he is the largest mortgage broker in the state of Alabama? <laughs> so here I am, my son's best friend, who has probably spent the night at my house 15 times. His dad is the largest mortgage broker in the state of Vol- Alabama. In volume and in number of deals. Exactly. And I don't so was your strategy just to hold on to the kid. Exactly. The yeah. <laughs> it was it was a it was a kidnapping <laughs> ransom uh, actionable way to do this. So that was after I visited you guys and I looked up, you know, who's the number one guy in Alabama and 
And I'm like, yeah, a freaking course. He's going to be friends with Scott. That's exact. <laughs> the one person in the world whose referral partner I would not steal, he's going to be friends with. Of course. That is so funny. Yeah. So I don't know what to do for these guys other than, you know, I'm like every yeah. other insurance agent out there. I'm like, hey, uh, and it's so funny. I saw him at the Nick Saban football camp. Our, our sons went to the Nick Saban football camp together this summer. And he was telling me about another agent in Alabama that, that is well-known that had seen him two or three weeks before that. And he said, yeah, he walked up to me and he said, hey, you're writing a bunch of mortgages. You need to start sending us some business. He was kind of making a joke out of it like, yeah, okay, I'll get right on that. But so, I know who that was. Yeah. yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, we did three podcasts on that last year. We haven't really got into any like meat and potatoes, full-blown action steps of things. I know that you guys meet, and I've heard stories about, you know, one of you has to buy the other one dinner if you bring yourself up first. But what are some things that you guys do relative to like real meat and potatoes things that you yeah. do for these guys? I'll let Zach expand on any of this, but we, we actually just, you know, on, out in Vegas, Zach and I had the honor of keynoting the Innovation Conference, and we had an absolutely great time. And Nick and Dave, they threw an amazing event, tons of participation, and we really enjoyed it. Tons of collaboration, exactly what you hope for. Mm-hmm. And we had two speeches. The first one was really transitioning the agent from producer to entrepreneur, and that mm-hmm. being like one of the hardest but most important things mm-hmm. to do eventually to scale mm-hmm. the business, if that's your goal. Uh, the second one was specifically how to master the meat and you call it meat and potatoes. You just have meat of the mm-hmm. meeting. Mm-hmm. And in summary, you know, there's five major steps of a meeting to make it a win. The first two is before you even get there, mm-hmm. the, you know, summarize is 30 seconds. Start your stopwatch. Start your watch. Click it. What's a win, right? You need to know at the end of this meeting, what does it look like? That's going to be a win for me. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll go into it just like, I hope this goes well. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited for this opportunity, but you need to know what's a win. Second is research. Better do your research ahead of time. Don't ask them questions you should know the answers to already. It's impressive if you know about them before you even get there. Mm -hmm. Third, come with some awesome questions. Awesome questions that really get to the meat of their process, their pain points, the opportunities to add value, Mm -hmm. and so on. And that's where you spend 80% of the meeting. Mm -hmm. That's that's it. You spend 80% of the meeting on questions that really drill down to what matters to them. Once you understand what matters to them, then you can position your value. And once you position your value, you ask them, hey, how do you like to be referred? They're going to ask you, how do you like to be referred? You guys can then create agreements at the end of the meeting, and you walk away. That's how you conquer a really good first UI meeting. Hey, I had an old boss one time back in the day, since I'm 374 years old, very successful I man. made an old joke yesterday about Scott, so that's why I keep saying that. So disrespectful, guys. But um, I had an old boss one time. We were having this meeting, and he was the president of this organization, that big company. And he walks in one time. He said, man, I'm going to tell you something. When you go to a meeting, the last thing I want you to do when you pull up in the parking lot is turn your car off, turn the radio off, and I want you to ask yourself one question. Why are we here, and what is the purpose of this meeting? Never forgot that. I always remember that. Zach, you you care to expand on, on anything Matt said? Well, Matt says 30 seconds, and he takes two and a half minutes. So I'll, I'll try to condense my time that I had. I told like you we'd be in business for three, and now it's nine. So I'm, this, is like, this is like the Grammys. I got a stop clock in front of me. But I, I will say, Matt summarized it perfectly. But one point that we like to think on, number one, like Matt said, when you get in, what's a win? Number two, and this is what you should do with your website, too. So it's a two-part tip. Anytime you mention yourself, Try to think how to rephrase it in your eye of the consumer or Mm -hmm. the eye of the referral partner. Mm -hmm. So as an example, you're not going to say, 
Bradley Flowers has been in business since da, 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 da. Like that is a total disservice to your referral partner or to your potential consumer. They do not care. Right. I've never gone on to Amazon and said, I wondered when they were founded. Mm. It does <laughs> right. not matter. But if you think about that, that should carry over your website. That should also carry over your meeting. So an example is Matt is not going to go to the realtor and say, I've been in business since 2010. Right. Instead, you can rephrase it and ask them that question. And then you have the permission to respond. <laughs> right. And so that's how you transition trying to, oh my God, I want to talk about myself so much. Well, mm-hmm. ask it first and then you have permission to reply because they're going to ask you. They're not just going to want to talk about themselves right. either. Right. And so that's how you really transition to that part that Matt said so well about questions. We, Matt and I are constantly on phone calls. Matt, I know you agree with this. And people are like, what questions do you mean? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, I don't have this box of questions. Well, you want to talk about yourself, just rephrase it to them. <clears throat> right. That's your questions. Right. I would love to deep dive some more into that. Do you guys do landing pages and stuff like that for your referral partners where they have a, you know, their own landing page and referrals get sent to that landing page and stuff like that? Do you guys do that kind of stuff? No. Okay. I didn't know. You know, you did we've, toyed, we've toyed around with that and it's uh-huh. just kind of, um, it's a little bit of dead aid. Uh-huh. They don't look at it as like, this is, oh my God, I wasn't going to refer Bradley Flowers, but now I will. Right. It's not mm-hmm. the tipping point that we imagined it was. Maybe in 2015, that would be a good idea. Okay, so so the next thing I want to do, guys, before we get off this podcast, I'm going to force you by any means necessary. I want you to talk about yourselves for just a moment and talk about Bob alone and the genesis behind this. I know what the genesis is. You got guys like Bradley Flowers wanting to fly up to your office to pick your brain and talk to you and all that. But talk about our brand spanking new, the Tesla of coaching by Matt and Zach. Call, and I you, love that. And you can use that and just reference Scott Howell <laughs> and what a genius he is. But let's talk a little bit about Bob Alone, what it is, what you guys are doing, why you're doing it. Let's deep dive into that for just a moment. We were head down, blinders on GNN for seven, six, seven years, and we found tons of success, tons of failure, <laughs> tons of success through that failure, and really, really invested in ourselves, became masterful internally with processes and masterful on the on the exterior when it came to running the business itself and elevating out of it and because of that we then we then looked above the water and said wow there's an amazing insurance community out here let's start connecting let's start networking that's kind of where it started and then all of a sudden we started having calls and calls and calls and calls and people coming up and meeting and we loved it we absolutely loved it it was taking a tremendous amount of time, but we loved it. It fueled us. We were having impact and creating creating impact for others, right. helping them win. So about a year ago, we were like at a crossroads where we we're like, well, we either got to take GNN nationally and we got to stop all, all this coaching piece or let's keep GNN local. Let's grow it vertical and let's help agents in all the other states do mm-hmm. exactly what we've done. Right. Because how great would that feel? How powerful would that be if we could create – 50 different agencies across the country mm-hmm. do exactly what we've done. Right. I mean, it'd be, nothing would feel better. Right. I got to tell you, massive fail, Matt. You talked about yourself. You took the bait. Uh, <laughs> yes. but, so I'll, uh, I'll try to rephrase it in, in the eye of the consumer. So we feel that ineffective marketing strategies are making insurance agents just incredibly frustrated. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is we're not getting leads in the door because their ineffective marketing strategies are doing that. And, Marketing ought to be easier. Selling ought to be easier. Running your business ought to be easier. And we want to help insurance agents increase their revenue. Mm. And so what we're doing is 
we're providing workshops at insurance agent owners, agency, et cetera, at the business, at the business shop, in front of all their team or just with their leadership team, however they want to run it. And we're going deep dive into one set of processes, whether it be referral partner generation, whether it be renewals, whether it be sales, service, leadership, team health, core values, you name it. We have six to eight workshops built out for the agency owners. And with this, they're going to be the most referred agency in their state by implementing these processes that are then hand delivered to them so they can actually run their agency Mm. like an Inc. 5000 company as opposed to a Main Street insurance agency. And so you guys are actually flying. uh, I think Bradley mentioned to me yesterday, you're only going to do this for, is that right, Bradley, one agency per state? Is that right? I believe so. And so is that right, guys? You know, like anything else, we see tons of need. Uh in the industry across Uh the country when it comes to effective strategies, training, implementation, you know, education, really giving the blueprint for what works and what doesn't. And we would love to do that for literally every single person. Uh And maybe one day we can, Uh but we need right now to create massive impact for a small group because we want them to see the results. And to do that, we need to be in person. We don't want to oversaturate the market and go to 10 different agencies in Pennsylvania. So we're doing one in each state, and we're going to create massive results for them so that they can stand on top of the hill and say, this really worked. Look at what happened. I was here, and now I'm here. Mm. The next idiom, the next iteration is is, might be different. But right now, that's what we're focused on. we got to create results, and we need to be in person to do that. You know, what's funny about us talking about this, I've had four agents call me this week that are in a a situation where they need help and you know i told all four of them as they dm'd me or facebook messaged me i said guys i really need to talk to you on the phone because i can't get the context i need through just a facebook message that says please please help me you you know what i'm saying and so and so i think what you're doing is great because it's hard to get that complete context you know, over a phone call or a DM or, or whatever the case may be. And, and to be there in person, you get that, what I call the complete picture of what we're dealing with. Yeah. And Scott, to rephrase it, we had insurance agent owners come to GNN and what would they do when they came here? They'd complain about their team. Right. And, and that's difficult because Matt and I are not our head and we're like, sounds like your team sucks. Okay, right. great. Like, well, what's, what's next? Right. But then when we go visit these agencies, mm-hmm. Matt and I are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Actually, right. your team's pretty gangster. Your team's right. awesome. Right. Maybe it's actually you. Maybe and Jesus so we, we, we really try to rephrase it as, okay, it might be you. It might be the team, but what's more important is we don't have the processes in place for everybody to win. For you to be an effective manager and for your team to be effective soldiers. Well, it's funny. So we it's, really it, try to focus that. Yeah, it's funny how people want to tell one side of a three-sided story, mm-hmm. isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, guys, yeah. how can it's, people it, get more information on Bobble On? We're keeping it really simple. We have a landing page, and it's literally BobbleOn.com. Wow. Sounds good, right? right. BobbleOn.com. You go there and you can click to schedule a call Mm -hmm. and we have a 30 minute call. It doesn't cost anything, but we just this way allows us to learn a little bit more about the agency owner, figure out if it's right for them and determine if the next step makes sense. The two things that are necessary for consulting training to be effective is one, the actual blueprint needs to be sound. The content needs to be strong. It needs to be proven. It can't be theoretical. It has to be proven. And the second is just as important, if not more, which is the accountability. Mm-hmm. Like you give me, you give me, you know, pump me up and t- t- take me to Tony Robbins then give me like, I get all jazzed up and I don't have actionable steps or anyone else there saying, Hey, 
hey, on Wednesdays for the next month, we're going to we're have phone calls and we're going to confirm that you are taking these steps that mm. you said you would. Mm. I probably won't do it. Mm. And I'm really disciplined. So that's why this is so exciting for us because we're giving both. We're giving the blueprint, we're giving the training in person, what works, and then we're holding people accountable to make sure they take action because once they do and they see results, it is so addicting. Absolutely. Well, guys, I really, really appreciate you guys both being on this podcast. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to Bradley. I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out. Guys, if you're having trouble in your agency out there and you want to see the new Tesla of the coaching community, these guys, go to bobalone.com and schedule a phone call with these guys and see if it's a good fit. But it's one button. It's one, yeah. They, they, they built it so Scott could figure it out. Absolutely. And, and that, <laughs> thank you. Thank you both for that because that's what I need. Uh, guys, listen to me. Rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk and go out in the big bad world today and go sell insurance. Make money for your family. Make money to help support your children. Make money to support your mom and dad that are struggling. Write good business for the agencies that you represent. Write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. You too, buddy. Guys, guys. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll be back real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.